Hello and welcome to Unlost Advice, a podcast where I give you the advice if you can't find it. Whether you're a professional or even just starting out, or you might just need some help. Join me each week as I guide you through the right advice that'll allow you to become confident and be able to succeed in life. And along the way, I will be inviting on guests to talk and share about their own journeys and some useful advice that they've learned too. And you never know, you might just use it for yourself. Hopefully these chats will make you feel inspired and ready to tug along that challenge that has been waiting for you all this time. Welcome to Unmol's Advice. For those of you who don't know, I'm a 24-year-old final year student at university. And over the years, I have learned a lot. And I'm ready to share it with you guys. And hopefully, just hopefully, you might be inspired by what you're about to hear. Well, hello, you lovely lots. Hope you're doing really well. How's your evening going? Welcome to another week of Unmoz Advice. And thank you for tuning in, as always. Now, I've been really, really busy recently. I've been getting more celebrity guests lined up, so I'm really, really looking forward to that. I've also been learning how to market and advertise different adverts. So that's been really cool. And I'm going back to university this week. I'm looking forward to that because do you know what? I haven't been since 2023 and it's really odd. And I'm looking forward to just engaging with my classmates again because we have an online WhatsApp group and we talk on there all the time. Like we give information that, you know, if one requires it, then, you know, we all chip in and help, which I think is great, right? And I don't know if it's you who are, you know, in a group at university, college, school, or whatever. But I think groups are really helpful because you look out for each other, you support one another, and you celebrate another's achievements, which I think is fantastic. And finally, this week, I've been watching Marin at First Sight Australia, which I'm absolutely addicted to, and I'm loving it already. It's just as great as the UK one. Not, not saying that, you know, I can't compare the two, but... They're both as great as each other, which is what I was meant to say. Anyway, this week's interview is with a lovely guy called Lewis, who you might have watched on his YouTube channel, Lewis Nichols. And what he does is that he interviews a range of different celebrities from TV shows that we have all loved growing up. And I'm looking forward to you guys hearing this interview. And I can't wait to play it right now. And I'll see you on the other side. Bye. Hello and welcome to Unlaws Advice episode three. Now today we have another guest and you might know him from some of his celebrity interviews that he does with Anton or Georgia or any of the other islanders or you might know him from his big brother reunions that he does with all the housemates from different series or you might just know him as an overall round nice guy. Please welcome Mr. Lewis Nichols. Hello, Lewis. Hello, how are you? Thank you for having me on. Oh, no problem. Do you know what? I'm, I'm so excited to do this interview, actually. This this is the one I've been wanting to do for quite a while now. And it's just so lovely to have people who are going to be doing the interview. But 
this time it's going to be me doing it for a change. So you must feel a bit odd about that. <laughs> I'm nervous. Oh, that's great. Don't, but, well, not great, but don't be nervous because you'll be absolutely, I'm sure you will. I'm sure you'll be absolutely nervous no, this. Right. So we're going to start with interviews. Now, I know you've interviewed some massive, massive names. We're talking big. We're talking reality TV stars. So what would be your favorite interview and why, if you had to choose? That I've done so far? Yeah. So there's two that stand out. So one of them was uh, Craig Revel-Hallwood, who's the judge from Strictly, because... No way. I, yeah, and I we we met in Oxford, and I had this preconception of what he would be like, and he came in, and honestly, he is nothing like what you see on the TV. He was the most down-to-earth, kind-hearted, but really quite emotionally, um, like... He just like showed his emotion. He didn't hide anything. Um, and we did this interview, and he opened up about the death of his father. He opened up about his bond with the late Sir Bruce Forsyth. And I remember after we did the interview, I was like, wow, I, I didn't expect that at all. So him and also Martin Clunes, the actor, was the nicest, without a doubt. From Doc Martin, right? Yeah, he, we met in uh, Cornwall. I, I brought my little French bulldog as well, and he was playing with him, but he was just so nice. And after the interview, he said, that is one of the most well-researched interviews I've ever done. And he was just so generous with his time. He let me and my partner at the time look around the studio and uh, the, the sets. And that was just incredible to to go behind the scenes. So yeah, Craig Revelhorwood and Martin Clunes. Oh, that's so cool. And obviously, you know, interviewing celebrities that must be like a massive massive task so i can imagine lots of research goes into it mm. yeah you, you do you know what you've got to there's no uh, i've watched interviews and you've probably done it as well where yeah it might be on ITV or something and there's no research in it and you sit there and you think oh my god you've got i think i watched brian may from queen before and they had one question and the interviewer said how do you get your hair like that and i thought you've got one of the biggest artist of all time and you've asked him about his hair so i think research is so key in an interview because you've got to give that guest something they've never had before um so you you know you probably know that yourself it's you, you've got to really put the work in yeah i do because obviously you know being a uni student research is absolutely vital and it's absolutely key mm. because you cannot make a statement without backing it up and if you don't back up the evidence, then you're in real trouble. Because yeah. you're making simply an accusation that, you know, might not be even there or might not even exist. Or you're just making a statement, exactly. which could be your opinion. So that leads me on to my next question. How did you get interviewing? How did you get into interviewing, I should say? Uh, it was basically, I used to work in a sweet shop when I was, I think I was 15 um, years old and they came in to interview my boss about local business and stuff. Uh, and I just, I asked the person who was interviewing questions and asked if I could come to the studio and they like more to kind of excite me. They said that come into the studio, we'll let you say one thing. And I did that. I did a link. It was a, I, I remember the song, it was Nick Kershaw, uh, an 80s pop, uh, pop star. And I had to do a link for a song. And they turned around to me and said, wow, like you've, you've got a voice for radio. So I, I started when I was 15 years old 
but I hated radio. I did it for about eight, nine years, but my yeah. passion is in person. Yeah, I, I get what you mean. I mean, radio is so nerve wracking because, like, you've got to talk and you've got to present to, like, literally the whole world. And, you know, presenting, I can understand. Is... Many viewers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless you. But I, I can imagine that, you know, interviewing, sorry, radio is very, very nerve wracking. But. Yeah, it wasn't the nerves either. It was, for me, it was. So when I interview someone, I have to see them so I can get a, a gauge of their reaction and I how that. they feel about it. But with it was all telephone interviews, and I just couldn't work out anything from the guest. And so it was when the Cornwall Channel came calling in 2016, and they gave me my first... It was on Sky TV, and it was Andrew Ridgely from Wham! And it was my first television appearance, and that, for me, changed it because... The excitement of being in a studio and seeing yourself on the screens and having a crew that was so passionate about what they were doing. Um, like the guy from the Cornwall Channel, uh, Shane Solomon, changed my life with uh, giving me that opportunity. Yeah. Do you, have, do you have like any tips on interviewing? You've got to be genuinely interested. I think if it ever becomes a chore, that's when it's not the the right thing. But you have to be really passionate so say for instance if i interview an artist um, and they've got a new album out if i can't connect to that album in some way i tend not to do the interview but if i connect to say the lyrics or a certain track and i'm passionate enough i'll i'll get get them on for an interview because i can do them a service with that but where if i interview someone i have no interest no respect i don't like the project that for me is a chore and that i don't enjoy that at all so i tend to step away from stuff like that yeah i i can relate to that as well i can um that leads me on to my next question so background and history now let's talk about growing up so what was growing up like nice i had a really really good childhood um my mum and dad were uh were really supportive and i grew up in cornwall uh not much opportunities down there for me at that time but i lived in a really nice estate um called Chimea and everyone it was such a community you know you see on tv sometimes how the community sticks together yeah it was like that there um and yeah I had a really good childhood I was always quite loud I always wanted to be a, a presenter I used to record my own little tapes and pretend I was a radio DJ and I'd be like coming up next is the brand new and I'd do my own little thing uh and then yeah I just dreamed of being a presenter an interviewer so I had a really good childhood. I was a bit of the class clown in school. My reports always said, Lewis, such a nice guy, but likes to play the class clown. So I had that a lot. What about teenagerhood? I think that I think that's Ooh. a word. Or is it just one that I invented? It, it was good. I, I, when I became a teenager, especially 18, I was always out partying with my friends in like nightclubs on a Saturday. Um, but I was always well behaved. I never got in trouble. I wasn't... Um, naughty in any way I, I was just quite i was always very driven because when i was 18 i was presenting on radio and doing interviews like i mean i was having about four celebrities a week wow. so i was very driven with that so my focus from that teenager was just presenting and and stuff like that so yeah i did some some of my friends kind of tell me their stories like yeah i did this got in trouble with that and that was so far apart from me but that was purely because i was interviewing and my passion was was that so yeah i was very well behaved 
would you describe your radio life like when you were a teenager work experience or would you say it's a full yeah job? no work experience 100 percent. it wasn't a full-time job i i uh i had a full-time job i was working in a a sunbed shop um so it, yeah it wasn't a um it was definitely good that's good good observation it was um definitely work experience because i didn't no, I look back at some of my interviews from when I was 18 and I take them off my YouTube because I know I could do so much better now. And I, I cringe when I hear some of the questions that I asked or how I like, I don't know about you, but sometimes when you listen to what a guest says, you can follow up with a question. Yeah. And when I listen back at some of my interviews, I missed so many opportunities where I think, oh my God, why didn't you ask her that? Or why didn't you ask him this? So yeah, definitely work experience. And then you want to do it again, isn't it? Like a part two of the... Yeah, ex yeah, exactly. And sometimes it doesn't work like that. I've tried to get certain guests back on and it's never happened. And I, one of them is Adam Ant, the 80s pop star. And I interviewed him and I know I could do so much better now, but the opportunities never come back. Um, so yeah, I've missed so many opportunities by just being... When you're younger and you've, you've just started, you don't have the experience that I have now. So when I was 18, I'm not as experienced as I was, you know, I would say I am now. So it's a learning curve. I just hope I get the opportunity to get them back. And also the awkward thing is my my voice was a lot higher because I don't think I hit puberty so much later. So when I listen back, I sound like uh, Alan Jones when he's singing Walking in the Air. So when I listen back, I'm like, no, like I don't sound like me anymore. It's cringy, isn't it? I remember when I did YouTube videos when I was younger and oh my God. The screechiness in my voice was ridiculous. But I guess, you know, as you grow up, your voice does get deeper. But because I, I have a condition, obviously, you know, mine doesn't happen like that, I guess. But I, I, I can't speak for everyone else. But how did you feel, you know, when you watched and listened to it back? Oh, uh, I cringed. It, I, I, and it was more, not unprofessionalism, but... You, for instance, I interviewed Louis Farouk did this big documentary on a family called the Westboro Baptist Church, um, and I interviewed a member of the Westboro Baptist Church, and basically their whole thing is they're just the most homophobic, racist family in America, and I interviewed them, and basically, when I listen back, I think the woman who I interviewed completely owned me because she was way more informed than I was. Yeah. And I listen back now and I know for a fact I could completely handle that in a different way. And I think I would come out on top. But when I listen back, she was way more informed, way uh, more educated than I was. And she, I feel, came out on top in that interview. And were you prepared for that interview? No, it was one of those. I jumped on the bandwagon. Louis Farouk did it. It was big at the time. So I, oh, I, that was something I did for the wrong reasons. Now, when I interview people, it's because I'm passionate. But back then, it was who would get me the views, who would get me in the paper, who would get the most um, people talking. So I did it for the completely wrong reason, and it, it shows because it, it it didn't really go well. Um, made me look just completely uninformed. So yeah, that was a learning curve. I guess when you're, you know, younger, you kind of do these things to like, you know, build up followers, build up, you know, website, website approaches, mm. all that sort of stuff. But, you know, when you grow up, you look back on it and you think, I wish I didn't do that. But I yeah. think you kind of see it as like a great lesson 
you know, to like never do Definitely. that again. Okay, so let's discuss advice. Do you have any advice for people who want to get into interviewing or celebrity interviewing or just becoming like a presenter overall? Um, well, in, in, I don't think I'm the best presenter myself. So in regards to interviewing, I'd say uh, you've got to do it for the right reasons uh, and you have to be informed. If I know if you interview someone and you haven't done the research, that guest will be very dismissive with you. They they won't give you a lot. And I've had that before. I've had people on the show and I can tell, like, there's been times before, especially with radio, you'd get 15 minutes notice. They'd say, oh, can you quickly jump on the phone with Joey Essex or Mark Wright? And you jump on and you've got such a limited time to get the questions. And then when you do and you put it to them, they feel like, hang on a minute, I've been asked this yesterday. This is the most generic interview I've done. So that puts them off and it creates this barrier. So I would say, don't rush it, put research in, but be passionate because, you know, I love a show called Two Doors Down. It's a comedy show on BBC and I just, it's my favorite show. And I, I've been lucky enough to interview nearly basically all, all of the cast. And I get on well with them because I think they can feel my passion for the show and how well informed I am. And as an interview for them, they think, well, wow, this, this guy knows what he's talking about. Whereas if I interview someone and I haven't done research, they they will definitely know. And there's been loads. There's been quite a few I've interviewed where I will openly say I didn't do the research I should have done. I, I was overwhelmed with the amount of people I had to interview. I just didn't get the time. I can understand, you know, not doing the research bit because like when you talk to a guest, it's kind of embarrassing if if you know what I mean. And it's like, yeah. okay, what what happens next? What do I say next? And it's kind of like those awkward silences and those awkward moments. So how do you not create those situations? How do you not create them? Yeah. Like, how do you uh, try and avoid So, So for me, I said yes to every every email I had. Do you want to, yeah, yeah, I'll interview it. Yeah, I'll get them on my show. That's what I'd say. Don't do that. Don't say yes to every um, every situation because all that does is you get overwhelmed. You're then, like, there's one day I will never forget um, during lockdown, I had eight interviews to do in one day and they only wow. confirmed the day before. So that's eight lots of research. And I remember I was having people like Beverly Knight on the show, um, some really big names. And I just thought, oh, I, I'm not giving them the time that I should. And I watch back now and you can tell, I mean, they're good interviews, but I know if I stuck to one guest per day. So my, to not get that situation is don't overbook and don't have too many in, in one day. Yeah, because I can yeah. imagine it caused quite a lot of stress. Yeah, it was so horrible because you just know you're doing a disservice to that person. And when you've got... what One research I know I did really well was Matt Goss, um, who who's in Bros years ago. And Strictly. Band and, yeah, that's right. Um, and I did so much research with that. And I remember at the end of the interview, he said to me, that's one of the best interviews I've ever done. He said, honestly, you, you killed it with that question. He kept saying, he was like, wow, like what a good question. And that's when you know you've done something well when a guest will say that to you because they've done interviews hundreds of times. So for them to actually say that, um, you, you know you, so yeah, that's that's what I'd say to, to that one. And of course, I like me and you both share a passion for reality TV. Can you just explain yes. about the lives with Anton that you do? Yeah, so with Anton, um, I interviewed Anton, I think, in 2019 or 2020. 
And Anton's one of those people where he is so honest. I, I cannot say enough how real that man is um, and how down to earth he is. He's got the purest heart, purest soul. And he introduced me to his mum, uh, who I've been doing the lives with. And, you know, just Sherry Ann as well, his mum. I've never connected with someone like I've connected with her. I mean, she has just got this ability to make me cry with laughter. And the whole family, you know, his dad, Michael, they're just the nicest people. So Anton, um, but you know, said, would you like to do some lives every night with my mum when I'm on Love Island and just talk about the show and engage with people? So we did it. We didn't know how it was going to go or how it was going to work. And it turned out it worked really well. And, you know, to watch him in there and then go live was such a good experience. And we built like a little community now, me and Sherry Ann and, you know, Anton, when he came out, he, he could have gone to a magazine with the first interview, but the first live he did was with me. And since he's come out, he's made sure that I've been invited to do like, you know, I'm going on with Hannah. I went on with Georgia, um, as well. So he's, he's been so loyal back and that's testament to who he is as a person. You know, he doesn't forget. And it, uh, that literally goes through his family. You know, if you do something for them, they they never forget it. They're not selfish in any way. And were you a Love Island so, yeah. fan? Sorry, were you a Love Island fan before you met Anton? No, um, I, I didn't watch Love Island. I didn't watch Anton's original series. Really? Um, I, yeah, I got Anton on because I liked the fitness side. That and he I did. I watched his original yeah. series. Oh, so I haven't watched that. I, I was liking the um, the fitness stuff that he did. Um, and so that's why I got him on. But yeah, obviously this Love Idol was, I think, the first I've, I've watched bits, but it was the first series I watched all the way through. And, you know, I think a lot of people would agree he was the standout. It, for me, anyways, it, uh, as a man, he was just so real and sincere. Yeah, and you know what? I found that this series, you know, in 2019, I found that he's changed quite a lot. And, you know, the way that he was to... Georgia and like he was actually so nice like you know the way he planned things yeah. for her you know that's like that's a proper relationship and you know when they did that you know challenge where they put up on the podiums like first second third I don't think they deserved yeah. to go there at all because you know they were they were just keeping it real Love Island is that place you know where you, you can easily just you know fall off the wagon in your relationship yeah and then that's it you know it comes rolling, rolling, rolling in. And then the press start writing about you. But I want to know, have the press ever written about you in an interview? Loads. Uh, always. They, they watch a lot of the stuff I've done. I remember I interviewed Anne Hegarty from The Chase. And I asked her a question. I said, oh, what are your thoughts on the new Chaser? And all she said to me was, oh, well, when you add another Chaser into the mix, you know, we get paid per episode. So another Chaser means less episodes. That's all she said. The next day I woke up, the Sun paper, uh, it was the Sun, OK Magazine, the Mirror, loads of them, Anne Hegarty in furious payroll with ITV. And they had used our video that we did and made this whole thing like she was kicking off about it. It was terrible. Um, I had it with Craig River Hallwood as well. Um, you mentioned at the beginning. They quoted. Yeah, no, they, they, um, they quoted that in the Sun, um, not in a positive way. I've had it recently, actually, but in a good way with Amazon and Georgia. They watched our live and they did an article. But yeah, there's been loads. I mean, all obviously the Waterloo Road reunion I did, that made it in there. Uh, the bad guy. Oh, you watched it? I watched it. 
I watched it. Nice. Even though I didn't watch the series growing up, I watched some of it, like little yeah. bits here and there. But I, I really didn't enjoy watching it because, like, the characters now who I know, like, for example, you know, Angela Griffin, she was yeah. the youngest student, I believe. And now she's grown up to be the head teacher. And, for example, Adam Thomas as well, he's been through the same process. So it's kind of nice to see how they've all developed and how they've changed their characters to now. And how did you find that interview in the Walton Road one? That was the hardest project to get together because I had 22 cast members. But to get 22 people, especially celebrities, at the same time remotely was so difficult. It was during lockdown and it was just such hard work. And it got to a stage where some people that I didn't know were coming on came on. But the, to get people like Angela Griffin, Chelsea Healy... Um, and some of uh, Philip Martin Wright, all the big cast members, I was so shocked um, that they came on because I just didn't expect it at all. Uh, Philip Martin Brown, sorry, I got the name wrong. But yeah, I was so shocked to uh, get so many. And it went huge. I mean, I remember Chelsea Healy came, agreed to come on and I shared it that, you know, our, all these cast members came on and The Sun did an article, Chelsea Healy returns to Waterloo Road. And it became so popular that six months later, surprisingly, the BBC announced Waterloo Road was coming back. So you made um, that happen, really? I don't know. It's really tricky. Some of the cast say so. So some of the people that came on a reunion said so that would never have happened. And I had some cast that didn't do the reunion that went back onto Waterloo, uh, Waterloo Road actually say, they, you know, mate, this was, this was on you, but you'll never know. But a lot of people watched it. It was covered by a lot of the press and the interaction was huge. So... I would like to think it was part of the reason, but I'll, yeah, I'll never know. Just quickly, have you watched the new series? Yes, and I'll be completely honest with you, I don't like it. Um, I watched one series all the way through and it just lost two minutes for me. And it just didn't flow as well. I, I love the, the show. I was a massive fan, um, but they just lost. I think if they didn't kill off the characters, um, Grantly, and Tom Clarkson, I, I I think it would have been good if they were back, but because they were killed off on the show, yeah. it just didn't flow well. I can see what you mean, because like once it's a reboot, it just doesn't work, doesn't it? Yeah. Shows. But it's still on. I mean, um, yeah. it was it's good as well. Is it? Yeah. I mean, they've, yeah. Made a, they've announced the second series with new characters already. I think it's like the third one they've announced in oh, okay. two years. All right, so, yeah, so let's finish off with some sentences. So, my proudest moment is. Oh, um, what am I most proud of? My proudest moment is, um, oh, I'd probably, I'll be honest, overcoming mental health issues. Um, because there are times I didn't think I would, uh, that I've really struggled with certain things. I mean, there was one year I got divorced, my grand died. I had to sell my house because of the divorce. Um, oh, then, wow. I had to, so, so much happened in the short amount of time. I was like, oh, this is, this is too much. But so I'd say my proudest moment is overcoming, uh, like a bad mental health episode. And I can, I can relate to that. I, I can relate to that. Um, next one. I feel motivated when. I feel motivated when people compliment my 
interview technique. So not necessarily, oh, I love that interview with so, but if they say the questions you asked were so good, or I loved it when you managed to get that from the guest. When they compliment my work, it motivates me so much. And finally, finally, what would Lewis say to his younger self right now? If you could look back, what would you say to your younger self? Definitely don't rush. Um, don't go in head first all the time and just assess a little bit more and say, why are you doing it? Um, because most of them I say, actually, I don't know. Uh, I think I'm just interviewing that person because they've been on a big TV show. So it would actually question myself more. Why are you doing it? Do you actually want to do it for the right reasons or is it purely just to get some views? And I think my show would, would have been a lot different if I'd done that. Oh, Lewis, thank you so much for this interview. I really enjoyed it as well. And thank you for coming on the podcast. Absolutely legend. I can't wait to see what's coming next to you because I know we're going to, um, I'm going to message some yeah. people for it. Uh, but okay. you, you've done really well. And we can keep in contact regularly. 100%. Yeah, 100%. Definitely. All right, then. Uh, stay on for a bit because I want to talk to you a little bit oh. after. But uh, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much. And that's interview done. Oh, legend. Thank you. Oh, my God. That was such a fun, fun interview to do. I'm really getting into this interviewing thing now. And you know what? You might see me on this morning if it carries on going really well. So watch out, Rochelle and Andy. I'm coming for your jobs. Anyway, I really, really love learning about Lewis because he's such a fascinating guy. And the one thing that surprises me is that he started out on radio, which I never knew about. I mean, I knew he did little bits here and there, but the radio thing was, wow, amazing. And then, you know, to go to interview celebrities such as Martin Clunes. And I didn't know he interviewed Craig Rebel Hillwood, who turns out to actually be a nice guy, not the guy we see on telly. Fact of the day, you learn things on this show. I forgot to mention something, which I think... You might know if you're a regular listener. I forgot to ask about his adulthood, which, of course, silly me, is a mistake, but don't worry. I won't do that for my next guest. I just hope that you have learnt a few things in today's episode about Lewis and are maybe just looking to start on your own interviewing celebrity-style things, you know? Because you need that thing that opens up doors for you. And you need to find out what works and then try it out. And then you never know. You might become successful. Anyway, that's episode three completed. But before we go, I just wanted to tell you about Patreon. Now, I've mentioned it a lot, a lot of times. But if you sign up today and you can sign up to the different memberships, which are all listed on the Patreon website. Right, that is it for this week. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I have. And I'm really looking forward to doing the next episode because it's guest week once again. So I shall let you know more about that on my social media. And by the way, if you don't follow my social media, which is at Anne Lolokani Official, make sure you do. You can also follow the podcast page at Anne Advice Pod, where you'll be the first to hear everything. And you can watch on our YouTube channel. Yes, we have a YouTube channel. Very tech savvy. Anyway, thank you for tuning in and I shall see you next week. Have a lovely week. Bye.